0: Conversate Trans is an intergenerational podcast series exploring trans culture. The podcast, developed by the Sterlings Collective with funding from Create in collaboration with Tenny, with continued participation of the trans community, explores invisible histories and culture through intergenerational dialogue and archival materials.
1: Having worked closely with members of the trans community over the last two years, the collective recognizes the need for intergenerational dialogue, the community care for trans people, and this podcast aims to be one part of this.
0: Hi, I'm Jewel. And I'm Alexandra. And this is the Conversate Trans Podcast. Today we have Ali. Uh, Ali, would you like to tell us a bit about yourself? Hi, I'm Ali O'Rourke. My pronouns are she, her. I am
2: primarily a comedian, or at least I used to be in the before times. uh, Probably best describes at the moment as a comedian producer, writer-y person who makes things that and tries to make them funny. Uh, yeah. So a comedian.
0: Yeah, we'll go with comedian. We'll go with comedian. Okay. Okay. And uh, what's what your special item today? Uh,
2: special item, I've actually brought my old kayak paddle with me.
0: Okay. Uh, why why is that?
2: I actually used to be a professional kayaker, Um which sounds super impressive, but the reality is it's not so glamorous. You know, like I one stage, I spent three months living in a tent on the banks of a river in Germany. Uh, so it, it, it was pretty grim. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it was my main coping mechanism, actually, before I transitioned. Uh, it was the thing I did most of my time. It was just something that was fun and something that would help me forget um what you are because let's face it uh, when you're paddling over an 80 foot waterfall nobody gives the river doesn't give a fuck what gender you are so you kind of forget what gender
0: you are yeah I've I've never had a river misgender me personally I think they're quite polite about it you know They're, they're respectful they don't really you know ask any questions I appreciate that
2: yeah, well, I think it's more a case of that it's irrelevant, because, like, they never asked my pronouns or anything like that, so it's kind of, like, I don't know, like, if they were a political party, they'd probably be, like, the soft Dems or something, where you're kind of like, oh, I guess I'll put
1: up with you. Well, they're just living their lives. I'm not sure they're, like, trying to be professionals, to be honest. They're just, like, want to see the weather and all the dirt and stuff.
0: Yes, but... Dead
1: things. like,
0: you're not actively trying to get in my way. But well, uh why why Germany? Does Germany have especially nice rivers?
2: Oh no, I was just uh, training for a world championship there. It's actually kind of one of the worst places to go kayaking. There's <laughs> like three sky whitewater kayak spots in the entire country. But they're very good at organizing things as we as we've discovered.
0: That's true. But um, I love that like, oh it's just casually training for like professional kayaking tournaments. You know, just, just,
2: yeah. Oh yeah, well it's pretty fucking
0: niche. Germany wasn't even the best place.
2: <laughs> it's a pretty fucking niche thing, to be fair. To be fair, like it's a niche sport. Like it's like it's like coming top ten in the world in tiddlywinks. Actually, no, it's probably harder to come top ten in the world in tiddlywinks than it is to come top ten in the world at freestyle kayaking.
1: Yeah, the thing I thought when I heard paddle was definitely one of those sex paddles.
0: because I have never been kayaking. Uh, I didn't know. I thought kayaking was quite popular actually, because I always see people on like the the lefty and all, or their canoes. Uh, maybe. But what's the difference between a canoe and a kayak? Can you give us some like kayaking like pro tips?
2: (laughs) We're going into the details of uh of 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 Well, a canoe and a kayak. Uh, in one you kneel and use a single bladed paddle, and in another you sit and use a two bladed paddle. And a paddle is different from an oar because it doesn't have a fixed fixed point attached to the craft to, to use as a fulcrum uh how technical do you want me to get like uh do you want to get down to uh will we get down to the cultural appropriation argument about it you know taking it from the inuit and all that uh, like how far do we want to go into this
0: <laughs> uh, See, i don't know i i have a certain idea of what a paddle is and i wouldn't use it for passenger water <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's not the kind of paddle that gets you wet, okay? Um well it does, but in a different way. Um like yeah. um yeah, let's to be honest, you could probably repurpose it as a sex paddle, but there's that's far too much leverage. You know, like I don't think that like that's some pretty
0: hardcore shit. Sorry, I just had this idea of like you swing in like a car I paddle and hit someone in the arse and they just go flying off. <laughs> 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 Uh, Sorry, so why is it you stole kayaking from the NUE? Inuit, I believe, is how you pronounce it. You stole, the kayaking was stolen from the NUE? And so that's legit French. But Inuit? Like, I think I think I have an
1: No, she just asked... No, like, you said cultural appropriation in regards to, like, is this kayaking? Yeah, she wants to know more about that. Like, what?
2: Oh, well, there was a t- thing a few years ago where a Canadian professor... Uh, cuz the canadians consider, consider canoeing their national sport Where there was like <laughs> oh how they've appropriated from the from from indigenous people and first nations people so which is true
0: which is true Would hockey not be kind of sport though H- ho-
2: hockey i I, d- yeah. I well it's one of their national sports
0: uh i didn't know you could have more than one
2: i i mean it's like the argument is hurling and a, a paddle you know hurling and ga are both national sports here i guess i don't know
1: well yeah i think ga is like hurling and gaelic and if there's any other one i think
0: there is but yeah
2: yeah so like they have you can have multiple national sports
0: we love sports i guess okay i suppose because like you you hear england you think like boxing and football but I guess football isn't from England.
2: Yeah, I, I love the fact that I've introduced sports to a trans podcast and a queer podcast, and we're all just like, we don't know what to talk about. Oh no, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm just loudest the sound of D
2: Rose. Like, queers don't play sports. What's going on? <laughs>
1: well, you obviously do. We're just wanting Jones. That's like, oh.
0: Well, we had we had a trans guy on uh, previously, and like he was like, well, I brought my rugby jersey, and it was like me and Jill's there for like 20 minutes, being like. So, rugby. That uh, yeah. So that's that's the one with the the, the ball, and they get into the, they get points. Um, oh wait, now
1: I have a question. Like, how do you even win in kayaking? Do you just have to go the fastest?
0: Well, no. I mostly
2: did freestyle kayaking, so that's like doing somersaults and shit. You use white water to launch the boat into the air and throw it around. So it's a bit like skateboarding. And gymnastics mixed with kayaking. It's, it's, it's a weird niche thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's not fun. Also, I'm glad there was some trans guys on because like, I remember looking up before about like what sports were the most transphobic and the least transphobic. And let's just say rugby took their nickname as egg chasers a bit too literally. You know, they were something like five years post-surgery before a trans woman can play rugby. Oh, God. They're ins- insanely restrictive. Yeah. Wow. But I... Lo- I emailed them and I love that they came back with the response. They came back with the response is like we follow international best practices. Like that's not international best practice. Yeah. I I love that everyone uses that as an excuse when they're doing something shitty and like no, that's that was in the eighties. I don't know.
1: I think transphobia is an international practice though. If they wanted to like, if you wanted to call them out on it, it's like yeah, they're doing what other people are doing, being little shit. Uh, Oh, I get
2: it. They were the best
0: internationally for their transphobic yeah. practice. I get you. I get you. No, I mean, I don't know. One thing I can say is, Ga, they were doing stuff with belong to when I was in it. Uh, before I turned twenty-four, They kind of I think they wanted the kind of more LGBT um involvement, but that's Ga, not rookie. yeah.
1: There was something like. It was the Times' initiative being like, "Did you play sports? If you didn't, why didn't you?" And all this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, was it because of abuse?
2: Yeah, because like I actually play
0: kimogi now,
2: and like the the GA and the kimogi association were probably one of the. They're actually probably one of the most trans-friendly organizations, which is a pretty low bar. Like, I mean, you got roller derby, and then, like, miles, 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 miles below, <laughs> you got everything else. But, like, GA is at the miles, miles, miles below. They were just like, what's on your birth cert? Ali. And I was like, F, and they were like, cool, you...
0: Ali, is this is this the guy agenda? The guy agenda. <laughs> Uh, No, no, but like I I, I maintain Letting all the LGBTs into
2: our sports Yeah, like I maintain That the Camogie Association Is is a feminist organisation Or at least they were Because you know, they were like founded way later Than the GAA Association They weren't like founded until the 1910s or something like, it's, like, like tw- 20, 30 years after the G- uh, GA was founded. And, like, there was a big, like, backlash against it. Like, there was this big, like... I love to, like, just imagine all these, like, middle-aged men reading their newspapers and they're just going, they're giving women what? Hurls? But we trained the IRA with those!
0: I don't know, did you ever see that, like, the news story where about, it was, like, the women used to use these, like, long pins for their hair. And uh, one woman was being harassed in the train, she stabbed the guy with it and he died. And then, like, women started wearing these as, like, a self-defense, like, accessory, I guess. And then men tried to ban them because they were, like, you know, I don't know, fucking men. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's metal as fuck. Like, can we bring
1: back hair, deadly head hairpins? Like, how did he die? You didn't tell us that part. Because
0: <laughs> I guess they were, like, these big, long ones. Like, maybe, maybe like, a stick that I think, like, you'd see kind of more popular Asian kind of. You know, the tie to hair sticks.
1: or was some like a sharp thing to keep your hair together.
0: I think so. It was, or it was like maybe it was for um, uh, hats or something, you know. I mean, I
2: feel like I've seen that scene in an, a, a seen that scene in an A-shies, uh like kung fu movie or something, you know? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. I'll think of in Titanic where Kate Winslet had that big comb and it could really like step some guy's <laughs> eyes out. I love Kate Winslet.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't know about you, but like I've been transitioned for like three years or something like that now, or physically transitioned like three, four years, and I'm like still can't handle hair. Like I think that's the hardest part of,
0: for a trans woman of transition. No one ever talks about it. I, I do not hair is so for me. Like I have, a, like
2: I, I, I've just given up on
0: it. I have a cousin who's a hairdresser, and she's fantastic, but it's, it's kind of hard because she's my family. She, she won't charge me for it. But she's not very, like, as professional about getting it done either. So I haven't had a haircut in, like, six months. Because I'm waiting for her. But also with COVID, I guess, I can't, like...
2: Yeah, I was going to say, to be fair, I
0: think most people
2: haven't had a haircut in about six months. But, yeah, like, wait to call out your cousin live on a podcast. I'm here for this uh, family roasting. Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, Maybe, uh, Jules, can you say the line? Say what line? Cut it out. Cut that bit out. Oh, right. Why not? Your cousin got to know that she (laughs) needs to do better. My cousin, he would definitely watch this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, actually.
2: I was gonna say, I feel like you should leave it in as a as a challenge to see. Like <laughs> this is a way of testing family loyalty. Either way, you're burning a bridge. If she doesn't call you out on it, you you'll feel insulted and angry at her for not doing it. And if she does listen, she'll be angry at you. So either way, you know, it's like imploding your familial relationship with your cousin. Um, like. No,
0: no, she's she's like one of my best friends. She's absolutely dope. She wouldn't. You know, we can move past it. You know, we have the that bond. <laughs>
2: Shout out to your cousin. Uh, actually, I feel like you should plug your cousin now because like, trans-friendly
0: hairdressers are hard to find. Uh, I, I don't know. I think I should get her permission, like actually, before I say it like that.
1: Like, if she is, like we'll have a link down below. We'll be like, this is a hairdresser, big capital letters.
0: That's true, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can actually, because to be fair, if that helps her business, like, you know that'd be great for everyone. Exactly.
1: Yeah, we love helping people.
0: Exactly. Uh, but let's move this away before I get into any more trouble around my family. That's that's uh, fair. Uh, because like, oh guys, like my dad is this thing that's like pure criminal, literally criminal and incriminating. Uh, let's talk about
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I mean I. I was in at home and before Christmas, I was in. I was out in the turf shed bringing in turf uh, because I am that much of a culture gay, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to burn some turfs, burn some turfs. <laughs> yeah, that went to my head. <laughs> uh, and my dad came out and it was like, <laughs> "We need to talk." And I was like, "Oh no, oh no, what do we need?" To-? I was like, "We need to talk." about the podcast and I was like whoa which one he's like there's more than what? one and I was like oh no <laughs> oh no <laughs> boy what did you say about your dad oh my dad's lovely I didn't say anything about him like I didn't drop him in it it's just not very much that Irish thing it's like don't be telling people our business <laughs>
0: oh yeah <laughs> don't don't tell them where you bury the bodies Shh. <laughs> They find the bones.
2: I think it's more a case of like don't be talking about what bread we like. Don't tell them we like berries or lions. Like what are you doing? Uh, well, <laughs> you're just courting controversy, like yeah. Yeah. As if berries and lions is the mo- like the most controversial thing I've ever said. <laughs>
0: Actually, uh what 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 tea do you use? 'Cause it's the wrong answer and you're not saying on this podcast, I'm sorry. Well you know we well, have
2: I mean I I'm not from the pale. I I, I drink berries. Uh <laughs> Honestly, I drink like whatever the little one is, like Fallons. Fallons. So see that that's the tea of the proletariat. That's the right answer. Like... Oh, I'm gonna get Twitter cancelled. <laughs> t- Twitter cancelled <laughs> That's just a... <laughs> <laughs> Drinking Fallons is a working
0: class uh act of revolution and I maintain that. Uh <laughs> That's true. Actually, I don't know, did you Does any other trans people do this? Apparently, uh mint tea can help reduce your testosterone levels so i used to drink like loads of mint tea i i i never heard that no i i googled it like like what foods like drop testosterone
2: is that real uh well
0: i I is that
2: real or is that like tofu turns you gay
0: uh no no it's it's more real than tofu or soy because it has like some scientific backing but i don't think it really how
1: do you even find it out
0: Does anything proper Apparently, licorice root does, though. Yeah, no. Licorice root actually decreases your overall testosterone. But you cannot find licorice root Maybe anywhere. not. I looked everywhere for licorice root, and you can't get it. Uh, that's fair. Uh, in fairness,
2: though, when it comes to this, like, dropping testosterone levels, I'll definitely take a prick in the backside any day. <laughs> I'm talking about injections. Get your mind out of the gutter. Uh... Okay. Um, are, you, are you okay over there, Alex? Sorry, I feel like I feel like a prick joke is making you
0: choke Yeah, off. no, no, I'm good It's just Because I'm halfway between saying, like, same And also, like, ugh, man. <laughs> uh man Speaking of pricks How about that them Finnegalers, eh? Uh... Wait, a Finnegal? I thought we liked Finnegal. Sorry,
2: I'm just, like, sh- like, reaching here Come on, guys um, <laughs>
0: No, no, sorry. No, no, sorry. I, it's Finnegan and Finnefein. What? No. I think I might be on the wrong podcast. Uh... Finnegan and Fianna fall, as opposed to Fein. They're all Irish, I don't know. Fein is the one that were kind of like, the lesser of like eight evils, right? They're all politicians. But some of them are more politicians than others.
2: <laughs> oh, we're getting Orwellian in here. <laughs> I mean it is for the shock, isn't it? Like you yeah. say like, like Torto are involved in this somehow. I feel like I feel like we need to get political now, don't we? Like like okay, um I have questions for you then. Like um I don't actually watch RuPaul's, but if if they were RuPaul Queens we'll get into that in a minute, we'll come back to that. But if they were RuPaul Queens, which political party would be which Queen and why? Okay.
0: No, Fingale and Fianna Fáil are the same party, pretending to be two different parties. And always, like, pretending to fight each other, but really they're, like...
2: Shakur, Oh, go ahead. Sorry, they're basically I... gay
0: lovers. Like, that's what they are. They're lovers. They're just, like, you know, the two kind of lovers that are always, like... There's always that, the sexual oh, uh, chemistry. that's always like all aggression, but like you know, once they go home, they fuck it out.
2: Yeah, I was just gonna say shock horror. <laughs> three disaffected trans people who don't know anything about <laughs> or don't don't want anything to do with Irish political parties. But yeah, <laughs> I I yeah, like, I don't watch RuPaul's so, though, so I actually don't know these answers at all. I I I don't watch RuPaul. But do you, do you ever get that? Like I I always get cis women who are like. Oh, well, want to talk about RuPaul's with me? Mean. I'm like, I don't know anything. I've never seen an episode, and it's like, like you swear I, I was the one denying somebody fundamental rights. Like,
1: oh girl, sports and politics. This is like
2: they um, looked at me like we look at the HSE when it comes to trans healthcare.
0: The only thing I know about RuPaul's Drag Race is that time he posted the train flag. The the trains, like oh god. You know, That's yeah. one of it,
2: like he had to be trolling us. He had to be trolling us. There's no way he's that clueless
0: at it. I have no idea. Like, it just it didn't seem funny. Like, I just it didn't seem like it was like trying to be funny. It didn't even feel like a fail joke. It just felt like a complete like.
1: So RuPaul is also a sixty-something-year-old man. So like, yeah, maybe he just doesn't care enough to find the right laugh. That is. True. I don't think he does. He's, like, a millionaire.
0: I mean, I guess I don't really care, personally, because it's not, like...
1: Yeah, but I know, but he's also, like, a big... Whatever,
0: I mean... ...gay, like, I... Oh, I don't want to
1: say icon, but, like, I guess well-known gay person and, like, probably the most well-known drag queen, so... For them to be so illiterate, on, like, true. oh, that's the trans flag, is kind of
2: like, we need it. Yeah, like, it's not like he wasn't around during ballroom days and shit, so, you know, like, but I, what, what was the, what did they say about J.K. Rowling? You know, a clumsy middle-aged moment or something like that, but like, you know, a clumsy sectionarian moment. How old is RuPaul? That's actually gonna drive me nuts now.
1: Oh, like, sixty, sixty-one 61 or something.
0: Yeah, he is quite, like, Elderly, like, well, <gasps> I don't know.
1: Elderly? Girl, we have people who are 60-plus. Yeah, well, cars. he's... We go- want to call like, him elderly.
0: He's going to be retiring soon. Like, well, you know, he would if he was, like, a normal person. Well, he wouldn't. Like, 65 is, like, the age of retirement.
1: Not in America. They don't have, like, plans oh, like that. Just keep going until they die.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, well, I, the thing, I, like, that's the thing. Like, RuPaul did that once, and it was kind of hilarious. But J.K. Rowling is just, like, being an asshole.
1: Well, no, I wouldn't say RuPaul just did that once. He's not the most well-known for, like, being most caring towards trans people. So. No,
2: no, he's being, like, repeatedly, at, at best, apathetic, you know what I mean, towards trans yeah, people. So. Yeah, Um Yeah, but, like, yeah, but you were talking about, like... Remi- you were talking about like uh, retirement ages and not retiring in America like I'm wearing this nail polish that I always get compliments on and every time I do I just feel bad because the only reason I bought this nail polish was <laughs> was because I was in New York and there was this like at L- least late 70s this elderly woman, like, working in a makeup shop. And, and, like, I felt so bad that she was still working that she guilted me into buying makeup that I did not want, including this nail polish. And, like, she knew well what she was doing. Like, she was so on board. And it's just, like, the grimmest nail polish now. It's just like, oh, damn. But then I'm looking at it going, like, the way things are going, that's probably our future. (laughs) <laughs> One day we can be
1: the little old lady that guilt
2: trips well, whatever their equivalent of millennials are into buying makeup
0: they don't want.
1: Well, why aren't you get compliments on it? So she did some good. She imparted I, with, like some beauty, let's
0: say. I just love this idea of like little old lady like, do you want to buy nail polish? You'd be like, no, no thanks. And she's like, oh, I guess, I guess I won't be able to feed little Timmy tonight. I guess my my sixteen kids.
1: And little Timmy, sixteen kids. You mean grandkids?
0: <laughs> and my 40 dogs, I guess you'll just be the, the person who let my dogs starve.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't say it seems like... <sighs> because i was vegan so i was looking for vegan stuff at one stage like i'm gonna go check the back room like please no and like it was like watching it was what it was she she took like 20 minutes to go check the back room and like now i definitely have to buy Mm. it like my irish guilt will not be able to handle walking away from the store without buying something i'm like i've inconvenienced this old woman so much that i can't handle it
0: like and then you buy like you buy like one thing and she's like oh okay i spent 20 minutes just want the one
1: <laughs> yeah but then I think it's like she's old enough that maybe yeah. she, this was just like a pastime and maybe she lives in a lovely home and she's just like I want to push makeup on people who I think need it you know that could be her compassion would <laughs> be like yeah, a makeup yeah. pusher
2: She's, like, secretly a trans uh, fairy godmother. Exactly. Like, that just, like, she doesn't even work there. Like, I left the store and she just disappeared, you know? She's like, that girl needs some blue nail polish, you yeah. know? That's what she needs in her life.
1: So that's so nice. I'm like, old people just want to help you look pretty. I'm like, oh, who doesn't want someone like that?
2: We need more elders in the world like this, you know?
1: New York is an expensive city to, like, live in. That is also a sad truth that. Uh. I like, Dublin is now was it the tenth or thirteenth most expensive city to live in, so I doubt, like you said, we'll be too far off that woman trying to like push makeup onto young.
2: People. Exactly, exactly. And I wonder as well because you know the way like trans people we tend to, like, our 30s are, like, our 20s. We tend to start, like, life later, if you know what I mean. And we are kind of tend to be underemployed or unemployed. And so, so I wonder if we're, like, going to have this real grim reality in the future where there's, like, this massive, like, it's like, why do all trans people work till they're 80? And, like, it's just going to come this weird, like, trope, you know? <laughs> like, it's like, no, no, it's really grim in reality, but it's just, like, we'll get this reputation as being really hardworking or something.
0: Oh yeah. Like, oh I mean employ a trans person, like they'll definitely like work you know. And then meanwhile the executives or whatever, you know, sitting on top of McDonald's or what's his name? Jeff Bezos, owner of Amazon, who's almost a trillionaire, uh, just a reminder to everyone that there's a limited amount of resources in the world. And him having almost a trillion dollars takes away from all the people who don't have almost a trillion dollars, who have significantly less than almost a trillion dollars. Like oh I I don't know sorry that really gets to me like it's really like you could not imagine it sh- oh I'm sorry. I'm well, right. what, what Alex means is um eat the rich. Uh, <laughs> yeah they're delicious. Just a surmise. Because you know when they're like oh this coffee is so rich this chocolate cake is so rich Jeff Bezos he's the richest like.
2: But to see anybody's like oh that's too rich for my taste like wait are you one of them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a broad sweeping
0: podcast guys come on
1: <laughs> wait so now we're talking about cannibalism
0: yeah i mean i feel like we should explore the concept of cannibalism and i mean we're only talking about it we're not actually going to do it we're just considering yeah, i know it, and, it
1: is that's like army hammer people like who knows if he did it he wants to do it like who? that's what matters Army Hammer, did you not see that? He's this actor who's very tall. He's in that movie Coming by Your Name. He had an affair with this young woman, like close to the ending of his marriage. And he said he was in some kinky things and it was like I think he sees himself as this like dominant person in like the bedroom and like he wants to like own her and stuff. And he said that he wants to chop off her foot and he wants to eat her heart and everything and it's just an odd thing and then he said he did eat an animal's heart and it was just like why would you tell this to someone you were trying to like entice to be your like submissive or like be your romantic partner in the bedroom it was just odd so like yeah some people do want to eat people and it is disturbing and I hope that girl is okay to it, be like quite honest.
2: Yeah, it kind of reminds me. Like, okay, since we're on the cannibalism stories, um, like, wasn't there a guy in Germany, like, a like a decade ago, who got arrested for cannibalism, and like he found a he, but he, like he found a consenting adults to to be part of it, and then they started like they started with the penis, but the he, he, like the guy who. Whose penis they cut off and turned into a sa- literal sausage um, was still alive, and he was like, "Hey, do you want to try some of this?" He was like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" Uh, so the two of them just started eating, and then th- then they're like, Will "We come back another day and do it," and then then they got arrested.
1: Okay, no, I did not hear that, but like, oh my goodness, that is literally terrifying and just devastating that someone would do that to themselves. But okay. Well, I guess they don't want to blame that person. I,
2: I mean, that's what ter- that's the future TERFs thing we want. Uh,
1: <laughs> Alexander, do you have any more cannibalism stories? Sorry, interrupt. you. You're the guest. You should just say what No,
2: you. no, sorry. You were speaking. Go ahead. I, I think I'm out of cannibalism stories, though.
1: Oh, yeah. I think Alexander may be out of them, too. Because I'm just going to ask her, does she have any more?
0: My story, I think, is the same that Ali was just telling him, but just to add, like, I think the police were, like, they didn't know if they could actually convict this guy because it was all consenting. And it was, like, this whole, like, body's rights, body autonomy. It's, like, well, if if you want someone to eat you and, and they want to eat you and you're both adults and you're both consenting, like...
1: well, oh, yes. It's, like, where's the law? Like, maybe we just don't want to listen. Oh.
0: I mean, that was rude. We obviously do. Yeah, that probably not. But it's, like, like, okay, maybe, like, not killing them. But like, what if was just like eating a finger or a pink a winky? I that happens, internet.
2: Um, that's the joy of COVID.
0: Never felt this way before, but now I'm suddenly into war. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. uh, I mean, I don't think it's a news. <laughs> no, it's it's a um, it's I guess like a parody song by uh it's from this video game there's like a giant fairy she's like you know 10 stories tall and uh there's a guy like singing about how much he loves her <laughs> and he's like wow it's only in the war <laughs> uh i mean this is not copyrighted and also it yeah and it wasn't on, like I'm, i can't think that wasn't on June. don't 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 at me like i could <sighs> I could sing, like, every Disney song and they would never catch me because I just have no tune, no notes. It's fine. Anyway, back to the, um, like, I mean, do we not all want to get eaten, though? I mean, not maybe, not not in that way. Yeah, but just the health
1: of eating another person is not something that I think any government uh, would want to, like, be okay. Like, uh, you can get some sort of weird diseases.
2: Basically what we're saying is the Germans didn't want to kink shame this, these people, you know? Like, like, like Iran was obviously into war or something, and they were just like, "No, we're not going to get into this."
1: Wait, can we sing a song? I don't think we can sing songs on Podcast. <laughs> Did you just go for on the spot? I would have Okay, so we're just gonna get you sued later. I love it. Uh, that was probably short enough. No, we don't, bitch. I do not want to be indulged like this
2: no 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 alex no sorry no (laughs) what
1: do you mean like i only like now you mean sexually Uh, what do you mean how can someone eat you sexually then if you're like not in the like actual alex just wants
2: somebody to bite him okay let's just not let's not again with the king shaming let's move on past this
1: I'm just trying to investigate, not shame. Okay, I'm just asking questions. That okay,
2: okay, okay. I apologize. I I have wronged you with my allegations. Um, I would like to apologize to you, Jules.
1: Uh, it's okay.
2: I got to ask, Jules, you, are you are you originally from America?
1: Oh no, but this is this happens to me sometimes. It's just like, where are you from? And I'm like, oh, I'm from Ireland, y'all. And people are like, really? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's because I really do remember as a child wanting to be on Barney. I was like, I don't know, three or whatever when I didn't like speak fully. And I think I was just like, <gasps> I like clung to those children's voices or whoever was on it or like a Barney type voice. And I was just like, okay, this is how i sound. So I do have that weird, annoying American twang. And I'm sorry for people who are listening to this.
2: It's just how I am. Uh, I don't think it's annoying. I think it's common.
1: It's common. Um, well, that's what I, I mean. I, I did a. I did an acting. It's so common that people find it annoying. Yeah, I did. An a- They're like, oh, you're under I, like oh, thirty, yeah. you're like twenty five. Oh, you dumb bitch. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, I I did an acting gig recently, and um, like, it, uh, uh, um, during like, when things were a bit more relaxed there. And it was in a safe room, of course. And it was, like, a really amazing opportunity, really great. And it was last minute, and it was a trans role, and it was written by a queer person, and it was actually a good trans role. But the only catch is when I showed up to do it, I didn't realise this until we were, like, reading through the scripts, and they're like, and, of course, you'd all be doing American accents. And I was just like, I I, I can't do an American accent. So... (laughs) And now that video that they recorded in that is shown in schools. So, like, every now and then I'd be. Okay, why
1: American? Pardon? Why do they want you all to do American accent? Because
2: it was set in America. It was set in America, oh. to be fair. Like, it made sense. And I was like, okay, all right. And, uh, and, uh, now, like, every now and then, now in a skate park, because it's shown in schools, some random, like, some random like teenager will recognize me and go oh my god you're the girl from that thing and i'm like yeah and then i have to be all embarrassed because i remembered i did the worst american accents imaginable and it's just like e-, like it it it, it was oh, like can we hear
1: it n- please
2: like- i don't think we're gonna do this tonight i don't think we're like it, it's um it's like leapier levels of bad You know what I mean? Like, you know, (laughs) like I did. I I was just like, I was just evening up the scores. Okay, that's all that's happening. And I will never slag off a bad Irish accent again.
0: I'm I'm just imagining like you coming on and being like, hello, I am American. How do you do? (laughs) Just... (laughs) Yeah, it's a really good American accent.
2: It's amazing. Yeah, it's like it's like remember Tina Fey and uh, was hosting. Yeah, thank you, thank
0: you, Brown
2: American accent, the kind of thing. It wasn't it wasn't quite like that, but it is like yeah, fairy in my nose, and I ended every answer every
0: answer with a question, whether it was a question or not. I love like the um. What is it? Like, are you from Ireland? I'm an American. Actually, my my great he was an American. Are you from Ireland? I was, or he was from, fuck. Oh. Yeah, my great-granddad was from Ireland, okay? Look, that's what the Americans all say, and then they vote for really conservative people, and they don't understand where the country's gone to hell. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is my takedown of America. Well,
1: yeah, but it's not like we're the speaking of progress anyway. Hey okay, girl, we might have some American listeners. We don't know. Hi, friendly Americans. Yeah. Also,
2: yeah, that is annoying that like Irish people, especially cis white straight Irish people, will um I, I never said that like an insult. Uh, but no, like the people from positions of privilege. It is an insult. It's, shh, shh, uh, shh. Actually, funny story. When I first transitioned, I, I thought cishet was an insult. Uh, just because the context it was used in all the time in trans message boards.
1: Uh, I was like, oh, what a cishet. There's just like, oh, I guess you just get annoyed. And then it becomes like filled with venom. Sometimes you just don't even realize and people are like,
0: bitch, oh, is it? I, I just like really like like when people drops like sissy, but like c i s s y. I feel like there's like kind of a, a divine mm-hmm. kind of uh oh. like like a circle. what's the word I'm looking for? Like like everything comes back on itself. It's the
2: ultimate act of reclamation.
0: Yeah, because like 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 trans people like take back insults, but now it's like oh, it's the same insult, but it's also different. Yeah, but it's not an insult also because you just are cis. <laughs> yeah. that's something like when you say like cisgender people. And then cis people get really offended, and it's like, ugh, well, I'm not going to call you normal. That's insulting to me. Yeah. Make up a word that is comfortable.
1: Well, then it comes from Latin. If they want to be like, why do you call me that, like, bitch? This is just some language, okay? Yeah. And wait, I interrupted the flow of the conversation. My bad.
2: No. Um, can't remember where we're going with that cis head story, but oh yeah, I know. Like, is it, it isn't it weird that they think Ireland is this bastion of progressiveness when like everybody from any form of minority is just like, no, we suck. We're like mildly better than other places, but we suck, you know. So, do you have any questions for me?
1: Oh God, um, I usually do, but that one you get like, and then I the love the conversation. I'm just like, I die. Oh my God, let's ask the obvious one they didn't like, why did you want to become a comedian? Cause like that is now your profession. Yeah. So like um, a
2: one funny story, like, well, there's a couple of factors in it. Uh, one thing is, um, one thing, one of the major things was when I was like at my lowest point And then also when I was in early transition, I was obsessed with this TV show called the Chris Geddard show, which is this crazy DIY, sort of punk comedy show that started off in public access in New York and made its way onto cable TV. And it's like their whole philosophy of the show was called lose well and stuff. And that kind of just made comedy really accessible. And it's like the first time I thought of comedy as being this accessible art form that anybody can do. And then I went to a gig in uh, Dublin in, in a venue which I won't name, because uh, I want to work there sometime, and <laughs> but like uh, if it still exists uh, after COVID, uh, but like. Uh, I saw a comedian and he bombed really hard, and then he started making loads of nachi jokes, and I went, "Fuck you! I can be funnier than you." And uh, <laughs> I signed up for an open mic, like, and then two weeks later, I was doing comedy. And once I did, I was like, "Oh, this is intoxicating!" And like, what, what other places, you know, what other place in society will you can a trans person just take over a room and command authority and speak uninterrupted? uninterrupted? And, like, just have complete control of their narrative. Like, that's the beauty of comedy, especially stand-up comedy, is that it's this one-person thing. You're the writer, the director, and the performer. So everything that comes out of you is something you want to say. How long have you been doing comedy, then? Uh, just uh, only two and a half years. Uh, but I'm a bit extra, so I kind of go at things really hard when I do it. So um, I'm... I, I do, I did roughly 300 gigs a year. So, <laughs> oh uh, yeah, so became kind of obsessed with it because that's what I'm like. Uh, but yeah, it, it's been fun. And even this year, where it's been obviously live stand up hasn't really been a thing that much, um, it's been real fun to try to find new ways to make comedy. And I, as I was saying, I started writing more and I'm currently working on a. Short movie for Virgin Media at the moment, so that's really exciting. um oh, right. Yeah, so oh, I
1: was
2: really excited. What is like the name
1: of that, or does it have a
2: title? Uh, yeah, it's quite an unimaginative title. I uh, call punchline. Uh, for quite an imaginative film. Uh, <laughs> um, so it's like I love the fact like there was ten. 10 scripts uh, selected for development and the only comedy one pi- uh, uh, that was picked was one that included um, uh, Transphobic Assault uh, <laughs> which is the most Ooh. Irish thing I've ever heard so yeah it's super exciting to work on that and um, yeah it's been a, good, a fun year though all things considering, uh, considered and uh, we're very Is that the Virgin Media Film Festival
1: like that hub thing that yours got chosen for yeah yeah it was, That's it was, amazing.
2: yeah. Which is really exciting. Um, amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, it's really exciting as well because we're not even the only... There's, there's another script in there about transgender stories uh, from... Which is like really exciting that like it isn't like, oh, the token trans thing, it's actually just... They're just tr- tr- being to trust us to tell our own stories, you know, trans movies written by trans people, which is really exciting um but uh yeah so it's very very exciting moving forward but um yeah i was also really lucky enough this year that we got to perform at the dublin fringe me and uh the burgeoning uh Irish trans comedy scene like there were you know we did a show called token sis you know so it's just like a trans comedy show except we had a token sis it's quite yeah literal and it was really fun and it was a It was like six transgender comics performing together on a big stage, which was really exciting. So like things are beginning to change, thankfully, in the art scene.
1: Oh, wait, was that like virtual or did you get to do it like together together?
2: Uh, no, it was together. It was uh, during it was in September back when we were allowed. So it was socially distant gigs in a, it, like,
1: right,
2: okay, yeah. it was we followed all the regulations and it was done safely, which was really really nice thing to do when the cases were lower and it was possible to do it. Um so it was very exciting and it kinda all came out of um uh, a show that we run in Dublin monthly anyways called Token Straight, which is the queer comedy scene, which is hilariously <laughs> Came about because I had an argument with an existing promoter, where where he was like, "There's not enough queer comedians to have have a queer comedy night." And I was like, "There's definitely enough queer comedy comedians." And then like a month later, he's like, "So yeah, you're running uh, that queer comedy night on a Sunday now." Once a month, I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> so uh we just took it over it's been real fun and just more and more comedians coming along uh and it's a space yeah because like queer people we've always been the butt of jokes in stand-up comedy so it's nice to have a space where you know that won't happen and change the narrative around that and reclaim it as an art form that is actually really really good for queer and trans comedians trans people as I was saying, because you control your narrative.
1: I can so often when I hear some like, I guess really big comedians who are, like, now millionaires, they're like, oh, I can't make certain jokes anymore, because it's, like, their type of humor is, like, punching down. And people have become, like, sick of that. And it's like, listen, you're, like, on your high horse. We need to, like, listen to the people and get back to some semblance of reality, bitch.
2: Yeah, I mean, you hear that, but, like... I've never seen any like actual negative repercussions, and also that becomes part of their act. Yeah, because the the thing is, like everything else in society, it's become more and more segregated. So you have p- people who are like those right wing free speechy comics, and then you have people who are lefty and woke comics, and you have they play different venues and they have different audiences. So. It's, it's it's a bit like politics, which is kind of sad because the beauty of comedy is that, like, I can go do a gig in rural Ireland or the UK or the US and do pretty much the same material and it'll reach people in a different way, but it will reach across to people.
1: Well, like, humor is quite connected, too.
2: Yeah. It's another uh, uh, I don't know if it is... Everyone likes to laugh, but like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, there's different genres of comedy. Like, there's different genres of music, which people forget. So,
1: no, but yeah, you're right. I hope, like, I was just like, oh, it's not really. But, like, yeah, I guess humor is what I was trying to get at. I was just going to ask how many performers, I mean, queer performers you had in Token Straight. Is that what it's called? Your queer night? Yeah, Token totally.
2: Straight. Um, I, I can't put an exact figure on it because I've been reluctant what? to keep a list of queer people because that's got to icky vibes. Uh, <laughs> so, but it's probably, it's, there's about 60 oh, yeah, to yeah. 100 queer comedy comedians in Dublin at the moment. So, oh, wow. which is really interesting is uh, like a lot of them are newer comedians and loads of people did their first gig in token at Token Strikes, we always keep a spot for newer comedians to encourage people to try it. But also, you have this interesting thing where more established comedians have started coming out in a in a way that you would not have expected. You know, like people who hadn't done comedy about being queer or kept their queer identities to themselves have started feeling comfortable now within the broader scene to be identified as a queer comedian.
1: Oh, that's so nice. I had no idea there were so many.
2: Yeah, it's it's amazing when you stop and think about it. Like, uh, also, it's kind of hilarious because it, I actually have the problem where I nearly have to seek out like cis men, like cis gay men or cis queer men for my gigs because there's so many, like so many of the female comics in Dublin identify as queer, which in itself is an interesting thing. Um, yeah, so it's been really interesting to. It's been really interesting to try balance my lineups so that they're that I'm not tokenizing people, but that there it's not just all women for a change, which is interesting. It's totally different from the rest yeah. of the comedy
1: scene. So I guess it's not inherently a bad thing, but then you don't wanna like duplicate what the rest of the comedy scene does and just like with the all women instead of like the majority. Oh, male. that we have subversions. Oh, yeah, the whole like complete subversion of the usual like all male dominated ones. Yeah. Well, I don't want to speak generalized people. I don't like to do that. But I guess that maybe is there's just more acceptance among like female comedians to be queer, or just like they're more comfortable within themselves. Maybe I don't know.
2: I I think there's always been a tradition of the women who do comedy have been outsiders in society in general because it's been such a male dominated. So like it's more likely for queer people to come up. But yeah, like I'm we're really excited what what's happened with Token strike. and it's been a great experience and as you said, we kind of try to build it not to be a replica of the rest of the comedy scene but just a, a part of it that subverts it and changes it and we've been really lucky with how it's gone and it's been a great little community which is the best part of it between the audience and the comedians you know. so we're really looking forward to getting back on stage whenever we can
1: Wait, I guess that's a good place to wrap it up getting back to on stage day but obviously this is just a virtual day okay, I don't know what I'm saying this is garbage no it's not I mean not the conversation we're having just how it yeah. is
2: uh well thanks for having me it's been a real nice experience mm-hmm. chatting with other trans people
1: I know it's so lovely and I I will say thank you from Alexander as well because we've just been having some issues with her and thank you so much for telling us all about kayaks and cannibals and comedians
2: <laughs> it's it's been a strong conversation thank you for having me
1: yes it has thank you